0: Hello, everybody out there, and welcome to another episode of the Talk That Talk Show with me, Barry Holmes. We are back on our customary Friday night edition of the Talk That Talk Show. Um, I'm here to give you guys the 120th episode of the Talk That Talk Show. Shout out to my boy, Dutch, who's listening in on our Facebook live stream. And, you know, I I definitely want to give a big shout out to Dutch because, you know dutch is somebody that i'm you know been really good friends with growing up most of my life and, you know, especially with Jeff who just signed in on our Instagram live, shout out to him. But you know, Dutch has been doing great work for us overseas and uh, you know, he's working in the in the military as a Navy guy and you know, I appreciate the work that he's doing so much and you know, I love seeing my friends and especially, you know, Dutch who lived right down the block from me and it's hard because, you know, you don't I haven't seen the guy in it seems like almost a couple of years now and um You know, it was it it was something that I wanted to do. And, you know, even overseas, you know, my boy Dutch still finds a way to support with uh, this talk, that talk show, whether it being with, with, you know, getting merch and, you know, listening to the show. And I appreciate that so much. And, you know, I had to send out his shirt to him. And, you know, one of the things that I knew that I wanted to do is I wanted to put together a little care package for him and, you know, just to show him and to let him know that, you know, someone out there is thinking about him and that we do care about him, even though we haven't seen him in a long time. And, you know, on the flip side, you know, I've had people and I've had friends that have been in my life and have fallen out of my life. Um, based off of the fact of, you know, you not being able to get in contact with them or, you know, haven't, you know, you you know, spoken to them in a long time. So you kind of fall out of contact. But, you know, Dutch is one of those people that I really do appreciate in that, you know, we could go, you know, X amount of time without talking to each other, you know, without that contact and the bond is still there. And, you know, I stand I extend that out to everyone else out there that, you know, if you have people out there that mean a lot to you, you know, you got to hold on to those and and those people that um, are standing with you and stand by you through, you know, all times and through tough times and good times as well as bad times. And, you know. Along with Dutch, who's in here on our Facebook live stream, you know, everybody knows, you know, uh, you know, my right hand man the dude this right next to me is my boy Jeff Farrell. And, you know, he's been one of my best friends growing up since we were walking home from kids, at, at, you know, and uh, I've just always enjoyed, you know, spending time with him and, and his friendship. And the thing that, you know, I appreciate with uh, Jeff is that, you know, whenever you need someone to talk to and, and you need a friend out there, he's always there to listen and give, you know, reasonable um, advice and, and give you he's like the voice of reason for me, you know, and uh, you got to, again, hold on to friends like that. And, you know, there was a situation where, you know, Jeffrey wasn't at his highest and, um, you know, he had lost his grandfather and, you know, rest in peace you know, Robert Slaughter and, um, you know, Jeff, you know, he didn't ask me to, you know, come to the funeral, you know, he kind of had mentioned the funeral and I knew that, you know, he needed me there and I wanted to be there. And I, and this is what I told him before uh, myself, is that, you know, when you have friends out there and um, especially ones that you don't really have to ask to help, you know, or the people that don't, you know, ask you for help, you know, it's in those times of needs that, you know, you got to be there for him. And um, I was just happy to be there for my friend Jeff. And, you know, to see the amount of support that came out for his, his um, his grandfather. It was truly captivating, and I say this because, you know, when you first walk, you know, when I first had dro- driven up to the the spot, you know, they had the fire trucks lined down the block because he was a, you know, the first black fire chief, and not a lot of people know that, and you know, especially for me, you know, growing up knowing the history of whatever they teach us in the history books, or whatever, and you know, I learned a lot at you know the service about, you know, just what black firefighters had to go through and just how crazy it was for them. And, you know, I learned that, you know, the first black firefighters, you know, to to go uh, on. they, They weren't even allowed on the trucks. They had to run behind the fire trucks to go put out fires. And how crazy is that? And, you know, in a time like back then where there wasn't many black firefighters and, you know, people were putting broken, uh, light bulbs in, in, in his boots and and urinating and shitting in his boots and and just doing all types of crazy stuff to the people that are trying to help you and fight fires. You know, it was just so inspiring to not only, you know, see the effect that, uh, you know, Jeffrey's grandfather had on not just you know his family and, and having that church filled, but just the fact of advancing Black people in general as firefighters, man, and to see, you know, I was at where in East Orange where they named a, a street after him, and the, the and to have the entire fire department be predominantly Black, you know, especially where in Edison where I live, you know, I don't really know too many Black firefighters, so you know, to see, you know, the effect that Jeffrey's grandfather had. You know, on so many different people, you know, it was just such a, um important thing to be there for with Jeffrey, man. And, you know, I think that one of the things that I definitely took away from it, you know, speaks not only to Jeffrey's grandfather's character, but the message that the, the minister was trying to give out to us. And it was definitely something that uh, resonated with me. And, um, you know, one of the things that the minister had said at uh, the, the service was that you know even in in uh, Jeffrey's uh, grandfather situation, it felt like a celebration of life. You know what I'm saying? It felt like we were just all out there, you know, celebrating just the the amount of advancement that Jeffrey's grandfather did for not only black people but you know firefighters in general. And you know from that it, it kind of spoke to what the minister said like you know we we celebrate you know the life of people and you also celebrate you know obviously the the passing of people but you know in between that there's that dash mark and you know even though that dash might be this little symbol but it literally you know embodies so much you know what i'm saying everything that you've done from your existence when you started to when you ended all gets, you know, put down to this dash mark and, you know, kind of like the thing that he left with us was that, you know, how do you want to live your dash? And, you know, I took that to heart because at the end of the day, as I tell you guys each and every week, you know, I try to come out and, and pour my my heart, mind and soul into this mic and, and try and make sense of this world. Each step that I take, man, and, you know, from being there, kind of just like and being a part of just such a powerful service. You know, it kind of just brought to light just how important, you know, how we conduct our lives are, you know, to see the amount of of, of people supporting it and just talking about just, you know, great stories and, and just of empowerment. You know, that's the way that, you know, anybody wants to live their life, man. And, and to to see that it was just so empowering, you know, for me, not only as a black person, but just as someone that views themselves as a leader, because, you know, one of the things that they said is that, You know, he um, he never was kind of like looking for applause or anything like that. And, you know, when you have that type of humbleness, it can be so inspiring to other people. And I also want to talk about, you know, what happened there, too, was, you know, I I ran into Jeffrey's brother. And, you know, this goes back to a, a statement that I had said, I think either I think it was two episodes ago where I said, you know, you never know what you know, what, uh, or who could be watching you, or you ever know, you know, who could be listening, listening into you, or, or, you know, observing what you're doing, so you always got to be on 100%, and, you know, I was able to see Jeffrey's brother, I hadn't seen him in probably over a year, and the first thing that he said to me, you know, at his grandfather's funeral was that, you know, he was proud of me, man, and, to hear that from him and, and and he's quoting, you know, different things that I said in episodes and talking about his sons and, you know, how proud he is of them and how they've been doing well with their endeavors and going through school and, you know, building certain businesses of their own at the age that they're at. You know, it was just so good to have that conversation with him and, you know, just have that that understanding of someone that, you know, is listening to this, these episodes And and, and spitting actual quotes that I had said, man. And I can't tell you how empowering that is to me because, you know, plenty of people can come up to you on the street, or plenty, plenty of people can say, Oh, I love your show. You know, let me get a shirt, da da da. And all types of support is much appreciated. Don't get me wrong, guys. But it's a certain type of genuineness that comes with the support that makes that lasting image. And, you know, he was telling me that, you know, from the first, couple of episodes that he listened to you know the fluidity was you know has increased for the episodes and I kind of looked back on it myself and I was like wow man like you know he's really telling me you know not only just telling me that he's listening to the show but he's giving me like very great feedback man and you know those are definitely conscious decisions and the things and the content that he talked about which has been different from when he first started and keeps him coming back You know, that's the things and those are the things that I work on continuously to make this show what it is and to keep you guys all coming back. So to get that validation from him and from hearing him say that, yo, you know, I'm just so proud of what you're doing, man. And, you know, your show is so awesome. And, you know, I've been listening to, you know, this, that episode. And one of the things that he also said was. That he hadn't listened to the last two episodes, and he told me, "Yo, I'm on three headed monster, but you know, whenever I'm you know down and need something, I can just put the headphones on and catch up." And you know, that's the whole point of podcasting. And, and I was watching a show before; I think it's called Blackish or something. And they were making a joke about the youngins about uh, the real world, and they were saying about how you know you. It was Those were the times where, you know, if you missed a TV show, you had to wait all week to watch the next one. And I was thinking about it myself, like, damn, you know, they're right. Like, you know, the times have, you know, truly changed. So to see, you know, that change and be a part of that change where, you know, things are all coming together for, you know, the show and, you know, all these different ventures that I've been going into, you know, it just brings all that validation to what he said as far as, you know, continue to push and that I see what you're doing, and I appreciate you for what you're doing. And you know, from him saying that he didn't listen to the last two, you know, it, 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 I to- I reassured him. And this is what I tell everybody out there: whether you're listening on Facebook, Instagram, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. But, you know, the whole point of this podcasting thing is, you know, even though you might not listen to me live on Facebook like Alvin Baptiste, or you might not listen live on Instagram like Benzie Brims, but the whole point of podcasting is to be able to listen to at your own leisure. And, you know, even though I had all the different things that happened in the past couple weeks that, you know, kind of took me off that regularly Friday schedule programming, the one thing that stayed consistent is that each and every week you know that you have an episode of this podcast. And when I looked at the numbers, I was like, well, shit, man, um, we did an episode on Sunday and, you know, I don't know how quick of a turnaround it's going to do for our numbers uh, for an episode to come back right on Friday again. And to look at the numbers and see that in a short week, we still had over 100 people download last week's episode, man. You know, that's huge, bro. And then to also, not only just with that, but to eclipse 19,000 downloads and get that much closer to that goal that we're trying to get to, um... It, it it's it's so validating in the fact that you know consistency pays off, man. To have four hundred over four hundred people download this show in seven in the last seven days, you know it just speaks to the, the the trust that you guys have in me to continue to come out here and deliver you all an episode. We have people like my boy Jump Out who just you know signed in on our Instagram Live who has a great podcast of his own. You'll follow him at Jump Jump Out underscore I dot o. Uh, and also shout out to my boy Groovy Brims who says I'm the legend. You know I appreciate him. He, I I know you see me on with my cross check hat, man. That's uh, be dropping at hat club tomorrow, but you know it was a it's a it's a restock. So you know I was just so happy to be able to get it myself. So you know shout out to you Groovy Brims and good luck with trying to get your hats tomorrow. But you know one another thing that I wanted to talk about as far as you know what we're doing and you know again on those same lines of like how you want to live your dash and you know I personally know that you know with me living my dash I want to stay as competitive as possible and I know that you know competition it just runs through my blood you know whether I started out at t-ball or you know playing high school or college basketball Uh, shout out to Cody Fitness who says yo on Instagram but um you know, that comp- that competition, that competitive nature just runs through my blood. And, you know, that's kind of the thing, like, when I graduated and, you know, couldn't – I wouldn't say couldn't play basketball, but couldn't play college basketball at the level that I wanted to play at. And, you know, once, you know, that was all said and done, you know, I needed to find something else. And you guys know just how much – how important bowling is to me. And, you know, it's really grown on me as a, as a great sport. And, you know, the the, the work that we've put in – All summer and over the last regular season, um, it culminated in a way to this this, uh, situation on Wednesday where, you know, we've been battling, fighting, and we put ourselves in the position to potentially take first place. And we had to take all seven points if we wanted to take first place in that Wednesday night league. And the very first game, you know, it was a tough battle, but we wound up losing. So we kind of, like, tried to rally the troops together, and I was like, you know, what is it that we want to do, man? Like, you know, if we lose any—if we continue to lose, you know, we're going to drop down to third place. And for you guys that don't know in bowling, you know, the difference between first and third place was probably about $250, dollars 100 something dollars per spot. So, you know, there was a lot riding on the line in this last week of the season. And, uh, you know, with us losing and not being able to get first place, it was one of those things where it's like, shit— you know, the end result, the ultimate result that we wanted, we're not going to be able to get. So what are we going to do next? You know, are we going to cry about it? we Are going to sit and, and just, uh, you know, let these guys give it to us, pause? Or are we going to go out there and, and still fight with some pride and get and, and act with a sense of urgency? And it came down to that second game where we were battling. I mean, you know, it was one of those battles. You know, my, my dad showed up and, um, you know, other people from the different lanes were watching. And it was... It was a big time matchup, man, and with so much riding on the line, it came down to the end. Where on most nights on Wednesday during the regular season, that would be my father's job to go out there as the anchor and seal the deal. But you know, here on Wednesday night in the summer league, you know, this is my team, so you know, I I had to hold the weight of the shoulders of the team, and you know, it came down to one of those things where I don't know if you've played sports or whatnot. But I know when I was playing at Central Ave as a kid, when I was playing at Lindenau or all those different parks in, in Edison, Roosevelt, shout out to you if you went out to play at Roosevelt. I know you were at there, Alvin. But, um, you know, I, everybody's done it where you've had the situation where you say, five, four, three, and, 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 you, and you count down. You want to hit that game-winning shot because everybody dreams as an athlete to, to, to hit that game-winning shot, to, to, to do – to, to go out there and, and seal the deal. And my very first game as a freshman in basketball, I had the honor of making as my very first high school game, I made a game winning shot. So that, that, uh, that clutchness has been in my blood, man, you know? And the thing is, everything came down in that second game to the last frame where I was in the 10th frame and I was going up against their best bowler. You know, it was scratch, so it meant the game was tied, and it was pretty much a roll-off. Who was going to deliver, and who wasn't? So, you know, I came out, and, and, and I got up to the line first, and I struck, man, and I knew that uh, the job wasn't done yet, you know, because um, if he if he would have made his spare and struck, and I didn't strike, and I, I would have been forced to make a spare. So, you know, I put some pressure on him. He goes up there. Throws a nine count so he doesn't strike. So I'm like, oh shit, I got this motherfucker. I got him, man. But, you know, it was that type of confidence where it was like, yo, you got to go out there and trust the work that you put in and, and, and go get it done. And I went out there, second shot pure. And I tell you what, it was like the biggest elation I felt in my body to just, you know, rise up and, and rise to the occasion because I knew at that point. All I had to do is keep the third ball in the lanes, and I would have shut him out. And we got the dub. And I'll go over to how important that game was at the end of this story. But you know, we got the second game, so we got you know pretty much this rejuvenated life. We we're like, yo, we can do this, man. Uh, if we if we uh, take this third game, you know, we'll solidify second place. Even though we didn't get first place, we'll get the second place. We'll get this, man. This is gonna be awesome. So again I don't know what it was in the water man but it was it was it was a it was the a huge battle that Wednesday night and that last game the third game came down to the same situation game was tied up again and I had all the confidence in the world man and I I th- and the first guy he comes up and he strikes so I'm like man I could do this shit I know how to do this I, I just won the game the second game we could do this And I came up and I just, the shot, it was a beautiful shot, but it just, it just didn't, it didn't fall my way. And, you know, that's, that's the, that's the beauty of sports. You know, you could go out there and do as best as you want and, and put out the best effort you can, but sometimes it just doesn't fall your way. And, uh, the guy came out, he wound up striking out on my ass and, you know, it's the most devastating feeling to to have, um, you know, set you know the second game where you're going up so high and you take it from someone, and uh, you know just take that win and, and just snatch it from them, and then to have that same situation happen to you in the the reverse, which could have cost us hundreds of dollars, right? So, you know, I was I was I was upset because I felt like I let the team down. You know, uh, my dad was trying to talk to me, I wasn't really trying to hear him because. You now I'm that type of person where you know I, I just gotta I just gotta blow it off, man. I gotta go off and, and get away for a little bit, and you know it was tough, man. And, you know we all live for those situations, and I had a situation where you know I, I had the outcome that I wanted, and I got it. And when it came down to doing it just one more time, it just didn't work out. And you know I took that time, I relaxed, came back in the bowling alley, and come to find out. The fourth place team that was bowling the third place team took one game. And that one game wound up being the difference in us getting second place, even though we lost five to two. Now I tell you this story all to say that, you know, I could have went out there after the first game and just said and just packed it and said, fuck it. We didn't get first place. Man, this this shit's over. We're going we got regular season in a couple weeks starting up. It was just something inside me and something inside my team that said, you know, that there was that we weren't done yet. You know, there was something that we still had more cheese left to eat, man. And you know, my my main thing is, you know, whether you're an athlete or whether you're someone out there that is passionate about cooking or whatever it is, you know, you got to put forth a hundred percent effort and put forth that maximum concentration, and even though, you know you might put 100% in. You still have to be able to accept whatever the outcomes are. Maybe you put in a little bit too much spice and it didn't work out to your favor, but you know for next time what you need to do. And, you know, I could have took that time and been like, damn, bro, like, we didn't get first place. You know, I didn't come through in that last clutch situation. You know, I'm done. But, you know, here we are tomorrow, me, Terrence, and Vincent. We're going out to the Bronx to go bowl in a tournament in New York, and you know that's what it's all about, man. If you get knocked off the horse, you got to find a way to pick yourself back up, and not just pick yourself back up, but stay up, you know. And um, you know that was a big, uh, a big learning experience. Never a loss. It's either you, it's either you win or it's a learning experience. I took that from my boy Chris there, but um, you know it was definitely a great learning experience for me and. You know, one of the things that it's kind of also brought to the fact of is like, you know, with that, you know, we kind of closed out the summer season and closed the chapter on that. And it kind of really brought me back to the biggest point of that. Yo, the summer really is coming to a close. You know, I went to the beach and the water was a little bit colder than normal. You know, um, the days haven't been as hot. except I mean, maybe the last two days, but, you know pretty much you can tell that the summer's coming to a close, and, you know, we have those things that, you know, whether you're, you know, gonna be rejoining your full-time job if you're a teacher or someone that works in the schools, or if you've taken these vacations, you know, most times, you know, the end of the summer, you know, it kind of brings that sadness, like, damn, man, like, I gotta go back to it, man, and you know, I definitely even when I left Myrtle Beach, it was kind of like a, a a reminder that you know summer really was coming to a close. But you know, and it's funny that ketty Lou uh just signed on because I'm kind I'm gonna bring it back to him at the end for a little bit. But um, you know, one of the things that you know kind of brought me back to, like I said, with ending the summer was just the the understanding of time, right? And you know, at times when I do wanna you know, kind of be a little bit reflective and think about some of the things that are going on. I will go to this one book, and the book is called The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. If, guys, anybody doesn't know, you should definitely go read that book, especially for my people listening in that like podcasts and are very reflective and like this show as well. You know, this book is definitely one that you're going to want to read. But in there, you know, to, to to kind of set the precedence, this book is kind of like a, a – each chapter represents a di- different theme, right? And, and something different. And they tell the theme through like different, I guess you could say, uh, poet, poetic passages per se, right? Um, and I, and I, it really spe- spoke to me because for one thing, If somebody's trying to enlighten you or tell you something, information, you know, it all comes in the delivery, right? If someone's talking to you like an asshole, you're probably not going to listen to them, right? So it's all in the delivery. And the way this book kind of delivers you this information just makes you think in a different light. So when I was thinking about, you know, this, the end of summer, you know, it brought me to this one quote from the book, right? And it said, the timeless in you is aware of life's timelessness. And knows that yesterday is but today's memory, and tomorrow is today's dream. And, you know, what I say by that is is that, like, even though, you know, my favorite season is coming to a close in summer, you know, there's so much to look forward to. There's so much on the horizon. You know, I was talking to my boy Kenny Lou, and, you know, we've had all this, you know, we have this collaboration that we've been working on feverishly with and we've been making great headway. We can't wait to let you guys all know what it is that we're going to be doing, but we got some big things on there. We've kind of been ping-ponging ideas off each other and and it's and, and it's really dope, you know, what will be coming very soon for you all when we're, when we can tell you. But one of the things that Kenny said to me was that, "Yo, they're not going to be ready for what we're going to do this fall, man." And it like I said, it brought me back to that quote because at the end of the day, yesterday was, you know, what the reality was and i've been living a great you know summer of just enjoyment and doing what i want to do going to atlantic city you know going to myrtle beach enjoying life you know spending time with the fam excuse me but you know tomorrow they said but it's it's the next dream you know what i'm saying and you know we're moving on to the next thing you know i got so much to look forward to even with this podcast and you know, just the direction I kind of want to go with that Tim has been chefing up some new merchandise That's going to be really awesome for you all, man So, again, you know, with certain things coming to a close You know, I was sad about, you know, the way things ended in the summer season I was sad that, you know, summer is pretty much coming to a close But there's so much on the horizon And the timelessness will always get you through, man And, you know, just know that, that tomorrow is going to be better And there's going to be greater things out there for you And... You know, sadly enough, the greatest thing tomorrow or Sunday for us is going to be the Jake Paul and Taron Woodley match. And, guys, <laughs> um, I'm only going to say a little bit about this because uh, some I've been getting this question a, a little bit uh, this week. But pretty much, it, it, it doesn't have anything to do with analysis-wise on this fight. But, you know, people have asked me, are you tired of these gimmick fights? And... I have to say this, let's put it this way. I have no choice but to watch these gimmick fights because at the end of the day, you know, boxing is so corrupt that the people that we really want to see box oftentimes don't end up fighting. And now, you know, even though Jake Paul isn't exactly my favorite guy in the world, here you have somebody that in a world of people that want to do UFC, This man is running to boxing. So for that, I respect him. But, you know, in the the art of how we say gimmick fighting, if you want to call it, you know, it sucks because at the end of the day, you know, they call boxing the sweet science for a reason. And, you know, it's one of our oldest sports and, you know, definitely one that I enjoy watching. But, you know, Jake Paul and what he's done with, you know, the whole gimmick fighting era, as you can say, You know, it's generated a lot of publicity. It's generated people to watching boxing, bringing some attention to it. But, you know, what good is that attention if it doesn't bring out the real fights that we want? So, am I happy that we will have a Jake Paul Teron Woodley fight? I guess you can say that. But I just really want the boxing world to take a look at how everybody now is fixated on these guys and are probably not even the best boxers there's a million different boxers out of there, especially my boy John Leonardo out there from Jersey who's uh you know local but we got some great boxers out here and you know we're really getting robbed of being able to witness that talent um, partly because the UFC is so big a hundred percent that's why but you know boxing has self inflicted their own wounds because You know, they haven't prioritized giving us the right fights like we wanted. We can go back to Pacquiao, Mayweather, which should have happened, you know, so much earlier in Pacquiao's prime. And if you think about it, the last fight that we got to watch was a 42-year-old Manny Pacquiao, and he lost to a a fill-in. So, you know, the state of boxing, is it sucks. You know, it sucks that Jake uh, Paul... Is, and Teron Woodley is the best boxing match that we have to look forward to But it's the only boxing we have to look forward to, guys And with the sadness of that, we gotta go to this drink review, right? And the drink review that I have for us today is the Corona Hard Seltzer And it's the pineapple flavor, alright? I, I, you know what? Like I said, I the, the, the thing that I think about some of these seltzers are It all depends on how sweet it is, right? And traditionally, you know, pineapple obviously being a sweet fruit, you know, you think automatically that's going to be very sweet drink. It might not be too great to drink multiple of them with, but you know, ultimately, you know, the one thing that I have prided uh, Corona with you know, aside from all the other seltzers, is how they have had great taste and how it has been uh, able to to drink multiple of them. So, you know, when it came down to trying the new variety pack, I don't know if it's new, but it's new to me, but a different variety pack, I was like, you know what? I can rock with the pineapple. So, you know, here we go. I'm going to tell you guys how I feel about this pineapple Corona Extra seltzer. Wow. I think that um definitely beats White Claw. Definitely beats the Michelob or I would have to say that might be one of the better seltzers that I've had because again, you know, the the flavor isn't too much where it hits you in the face. You know, it's it's a, a light, a light pineapple. And, you know, I'd say out of a 1 to 10, I'd have to give this one a 7. Seven strong 7 or 8. Um I, I think I'll definitely have myself drinking another one out of there. But, you know, you'll see within the next couple of weeks, you know, there are some other flavors in that variety pack, which I think might beat this pineapple out. So I want to set – it's a good number, 7-8. But um, there's going to be some other reviews for these Coronas that I think you guys are going to really enjoy. But thank you so much again for coming in on another week. You know, if you've tuned in from, what, Spring Hill, Florida, I saw some people – Uh, Tuning in from Oklahoma as well, too, Um, you know, I appreciate you guys so much. And, you know, even on a short week where we recorded just last Sunday and we still had over 100 downloads in less than seven days, you know, for that episode, it's huge, man. And, you know, for those people out there like Jeffrey's brother who don't exactly get a chance to listen in live, don't worry. I appreciate you so much. And you're able to listen in at your own leisure, and I appreciate when you do. And, you know, to those people that genuinely support the show, like my boy Brian Spawn, who tells me, you know, he listens to my podcast on his drive into work in the morning. You know, it's that type of uh, mentality. And someone also like Kenny Liu, who I talked about before, who's been, you know, very helpful in crea- getting me creative and trying out different things. But he also was someone that was listening to the podcast and quoted, uh, you know, something that I said on there. And, you know, the thing that he kept quoting when we had our last meeting as far as the collaboration, you know, he said that, you know, one of the things that I said was you got to bet on yourself. And I say a bunch of different things in these podcasts, you know, to try and get you guys to reflect and think about things on your own. But that was the thing that Kenny took away is that, you know, you got to bet on yourself. And if, if there's anything that you'll get out of this podcast and just the mere existence of Talk That Talk Show is me betting on myself. You know, I'm betting on the fact that I'm going to invest this time, energy, uh, whatever it takes to, to give you guys this episode. I'm betting on myself to deliver you all a quality podcast that you're going to tune into every single week. And time in and time again, you guys proved to me that, you know, betting on myself has been a great decision. I want to thank uh, my sponsors, uh, Savion Gainer over his Skydye socks, Timmy Hugle over at Ink Parlor. You know he's helped me with uh, Kenny Lou and our collaboration as well too. Um, to 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 have people that are so positive and have such a great influence on the things that you're doing, you know, hold on to those people, man. Um, also, want to give a big shout out to Joe Snow and Maria over at New York Life, helping people to get their financial freedom daily. Yeah, and then also, we want to give a big time shout out to Jeff Galata over there at Air We Are, helping people to get their, you know, how could I say, heating, air conditioning, any type of cooling needs, you know, hit him up because at the end of the day, like we just talked about, the summer is going to be ending and, you know, that A.C. is going to be coming out of the, the wall. I know my brother is probably going to be taking out the A.C. pretty soon. So, you know, that heating is going to have to be on point because it might be a cold winter. So you're going to want to definitely hit up Jeff Galata and get your heating and air conditioning needs sufficed. Guys, this is the Talk That Talk Show once again giving you the 120th episode 120th installment and it just seems like yesterday where we were at the 100th episode but you know this train just keeps on pushing we're gonna keep going keep providing you the most high quality service of podcasting that you can have man uh (laughs) jeffrey even put it in there he goes hqp high quality podcast i appreciate that man um and then also we have dutch who uh who commented in he said thanks bro i appreciate you so much uh much love i'm rocking the 100th episode shirt right now sending a picture later thank you dutch i appreciate you man it's people like him you know and people like jose um, anyone that rocks the shirt and jeffrey as well too know, every time i see him they got some sort of merch on and don't forget guys make sure you hashtag talk that talk show and uh, message me, DM me with those pictures. I had Nikki Knight, shout out to him. He spit a freestyle in one of the OG shirts. It was amazing. So once again, guys, please, if you're wearing the shirts, make sure you hashtag us, post us in the shirts. I'm going to put you on the website, talkthattalkshow.com. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, facebook instagram you name it we're on every streaming platform so please give a subscribe check out the website and for all people stay true to yourself man and i promise you each and every week you'll have another episode of the talk that talk show i appreciate you guys so much and i'll see you all next week for the 121st episode of the talk that talk show